Greetings of peace in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. My name is Rick Robers, and I welcome you to our St. John Daily Bible Reading Podcast. What a joy it is to take a closer look at the Bible passages that we are reading. And speaking of joy, today we look at one of the more significant events in history. We look at the conversion of Saul. And as we move through this podcast, we will certainly look at Saul's conversion. However, there is a more subtle conversion story that takes place as well. And this story gets eclipsed in the grand scale of everything that's happening to Saul, but it is significant nonetheless. So let's look at Saul's conversion first. And to get a feeling for the overwhelmingly drastic nature of Saul's conversion, let's read the first two verses of chapter 9, and then we'll look at verses 19 through 22. First, the opening verses. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Now, this does not sound like someone I would like to cross path with. But let's look at the second reading, verses 19 through 22. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. The word of the Lord. Now, this is someone who I would like to cross paths with. And it's hard not to read this and think, wow, I mean, just wow. At first glance, it may seem similar to Ebenezer Scrooge's conversion after the ghost had visited him in the Charles Dickens story, A Christmas Carol. But this would be a weak comparison for several reasons. First, here we are talking about a real historical event that changed the course of mankind. Only one has to read, excuse me, one only has to read the epistles that Paul wrote that are included in the New Testament to understand the enormity of this event. And second, Scrooge's conversion resulted with everyone coming together in joy and dancing and celebrating his change of heart. This was not so with Saul. We have to read just one more verse past the reading we were assigned today, verse 23, to see the reaction to his conversion. And we read in verse 23, when many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. Now, we only have time to take a brief look in the, what was recorded in those three days between verses 3 through 18. It's a surprisingly brief account, but it's astounding reading. And I encourage you to take a look at those verses again to understand the drastic nature of Paul's conversion. Now, let's take a look at the second conversion the one I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. We read in verse 13 that Ananias has no desire to answer the Lord's call and cure Saul of his blindness. Ananias, knowing full well of Saul's persecution of those who followed the way, did not want to help him. Perhaps fear played a role in this as well. 
And this is a natural reaction we all have to our enemies. We're not very inclined to help them. Yet, we see a much lower scale conversion taking place here. At the Lord's command, Ananias softens his heart towards a man who has done much evil, and he obeys the word of the Lord. And this is not just an obligatory obedience. It is an obedience of the heart. So much so that as Ananias approaches Saul with his task, he addresses him as Brother Saul. He calls him brother. How hard it is for us to address our enemies, yet how much it pleases the Lord when we can address those who persecute us and call them brother and sister. And when we can do this, just as we see with Ananias and Saul, so much healing can take place, both within ourselves and those that we perceive as our enemies. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for our enemies. We thank you for those who persecute us. And we thank you for the grace that we see in Ananias. And we pray for the wisdom and the strength to do as he did, that we can call those who we perceive as enemies, our brothers and sisters, and to wish nothing but your grace as we work towards reconciliation. All of this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.